This is Stephen Razor. As you know, I hate human beings. And you are listening to WithoutYourHead.com. of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. That would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by the Penance Lane director, Peter Engert. Yep. How are you? Thank you for having us. Very good to have you here. Yeah, precious thanks, from the... Yes. And Precious herself, Renee Gearlings. Yes. Hello. Hello. And the star of Penance Lane, Tyler Maine. Hey, how you doing, Neil? I'm very good. Very good. It's good to have you guys all here. I haven't yeah. seen Tyler in a long time. I've never met Peter or Renee, as far as I know. Maybe I did. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I don't so think can, so. No, I don't believe so. Can you give, uh, for people who are not aware yet, can you give them an idea of what Penance Lane is about? I'll throw that one to Renee. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. I probably should have. Yeah, I should have asked someone specifically. I guess. I'm on the I'm on the hot seat for this one. Uh, Penance Lane is the story about uh, Crimson Matthews, who's just been released from prison and comes to a sleepy little town of Chesterton, looking for a second chance. And through the kind acts of some of the people in the town, he gets a job working as a handyman in a house that's pretty dilapidated, and. Uh, what he finds there is uh, it's pretty dark and pretty surprising. And then can he get out of this uh, little web of secrets this town has been keeping? All hell breaks loose, so mm-hmm. to speak. Exactly, exactly. And as our <laughs> critic said on our website who just reviewed the movie, 
uh, he liked how Tyler's character just kind of appears. Um, you know, you don't, re- you know, a little bit of his background. We don't know a lot. And it's just, he's looking for work and he's just kind of there and it keeps a, a mysterious about him, which I like. Yeah. We figured we'd just drop him into the, the situation and have everybody take the ride with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Peter, how did you get involved as a, uh, to direct the movie? Well, um, you know, it's an interesting story in the beginning of 2016, if I recall correctly, um, uh, Renee Tyler and myself, we've been, you know, we were talking about another movie that never came to fruition. And then, um, but, um, because of that movie, they watched, uh, Aftermath, which is, um, one of my previous movies. It's a character driven horror. If that genre even exists, but, and, um, and then, um, you know, they were looking for director and I read the script. I sent a director's concept to them. And then, um, you know, a month later, I've been receiving location images, and then we were in. Like three months later, we were shooting in April. <laughs> now, Tyler, did you know Peter beforehand? Well, we've been discussing the other project and, and previous yeah. project, you know, and, and uh, we were looking for a director at that time. Uh, and, it, and, and we hit it, it off with Peter. Fit. Yeah, you know, it fit the the match fit, and uh, you can tell by with what we have on screen that it uh, you know all worked out. And if you get a chance to watch Aftermath, you'll see that there's a little bit of a likeness, which we noticed right away. Um, that it also is based around one location, and you have some characters in one house in a basement for the most part. Um, and right. he found a way to add movement to the shots, you know, so you didn't just feel like you were in one spot watching people talk. Um, there was a right. lot of really interesting stuff that he did with camera movement and giving depth and movement when two people were just sitting there. And so immediately we looked at that and said, yeah, this is our guy. That's what we yeah. need. Yeah. 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 That's a big part of Penance Lane is the house itself. And you don't know what's going on for a lot of, for a lot of the movie. And you know, the, the house itself is a character, you know, for, for much of the movie. That's right. Yeah, we wanted to be we wanted to be a character all the way along. It was actually it is like one of the main it is the main character. You know, it's about the house on Penance Lane and what's going on inside that house. So, how did you find a house to be Penance Lane? Like, where did you film it? <laughs> you, you know, I I was doing a lot of scouting here for for quite a while, and and looking at various different houses in different cities in Georgia and around Georgia, around the Atlanta area, and um, I was out in, in Grantsville, Grantsville searching, and uh, came across this house, and we started doing research. I, I started doing inquiring and research on uh, on the home. And uh, David, the owner of the home, had just uh, passed away. And yeah. jump on in there, well, Renee, you know this. <laughs> he, he was a, a horror writer. He was a horror writer. It was kind of a, a perfect fit. He had been a, a horror writer, and he had just passed away uh, a couple months previous. And so it just, the, the house was in a little bit of disrepair. Um, it had great porches. It had great windows. Um and, and so using that house made a lot of sense. Um, but to your other point for the basement, um, that basement was actually recreated on another location. The interior of the house was, was created on another location, which was a little closer to home. 
Peter, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's really interesting because um, we, uh, Tyler bought this house, which I rather call it a mansion. And then, um, <laughs> and then, you know, the basement of the house is above ground level. So it has the basement actually has windows. So we shot all the interiors for first floor, second floor, and basement in Tyler's and and Renee's house. And, oh wow! Um, we built everything there. It was outstanding because you you know I, I I actually I had a room in one of you know in in the real house, and then um, and then in the morning we woke up. Uh, we had coffee, little breakfast. We went downstairs and we started to shoot. And um, and we kept shooting until we finished the day, and then we talked about the next day. We went to sleep. We woke up again, and we went downstairs. And then it just went on and on until we started to argue and hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> like every bill, but it definitely was the easiest commute to set that we had. That's yeah, for that's sure. A, that's a good a good commute. Right, right, and. I, now, when you go down in your own basement, do you ever get like a little creeped out or anything? You know, thinking of what what happened in the movie. Well, actually, we're sitting uh, in the basement right now. In the basement, basement right now. I call it the the world's most extreme makeover. It does it does not look like the the movie anymore. All right, that's, yeah, that's good. yeah. I was glad you had to make made it. We, you had to make it over, and it just I, didn't naturally look like that. Go on, sir. I was going to say, I wonder if we have to disclose the amount of murders that went in this house when we sell it, or they did not just film murders, right? So we should be good. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, we're good. We're good. I'm an I expert. Yeah. I, I actually said I'm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's awesome that our house is, you know, that it's private enough that uh, we could film a lot of screaming down in the basement, but I don't know if I feel good that I know that I can scream at the top of my lungs. People <laughs> <laughs> know. Right. Double-edged sword there, yeah. No one, no one is going to do anything. They'll just think, oh, they're just making a movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, Renee and Tyler also, uh, you know, credited as um, as producers. So it sounds like you were, you know, really involved in the movie, not just you know on camera. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, I was presented the movie in two thousand and two by Manir Sharif. Um, actually it was brought to Renee because Renee and, uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. The story of us getting the script was actually that Tyler had a bunch of scripts that his agent had given him saying, people are looking for people for, or looking at you for these scripts, take a look at them. And he said, Hey, you're a comic book editor. You want to look at these scripts and give me your opinion. And I opened the cover of this one and saw Munir Sharif's name. And what was crazy was I was working with Munir at Top Cow Productions at that very moment on a comic book called Battle of the Planet. And I, I immediately called him and said, Munir, I just saw this script. Why, why didn't you just give it to me? Why did, and he had no idea that Tyler and I were an item, I guess. So he went the long way. But that was 2002. So I actually said to Tyler the other day, um, interesting factoid, a baby could have been born at the time that we got this script and they could actually be actively <laughs> serving in the military at this point. <laughs> yeah. So we've been, we've been basically pulling this, pushing this ball uphill for 18 years, Wow. you know, and, and trying to get it ready. And, and we, the script went through revisions. It was originally called like hell. 
um, I decided to change it to uh, Penance Lane. Did you just look at me wondering what the title of your movie was? No, I did not. (laughs) 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 And so, so, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we changed the name to Penance Lane and then we kept pushing the ball uphill. We had investors come and go. And then when it came time to shooting uh, in, you know, 2016, um, we needed to make the movie. It had been 14 years since I'd been doing it. And I was going to be, I was going to get this movie done come hell or high water. I mean, just, just a little bit of history. Just, um, we were originally looking at Penance Lane and, and we thought it was going and then it wasn't, we thought it was going. And then our investors were in the housing market when that crashed. Um, and then finally I said to Tyler, why don't we try something a little more smaller and contained and, and do that first. And that ended up being compound fracture. As mm-hmm. soon as Compound Fracture was out, we uh, we started prepping for this film, and we were actually looking at North Carolina. We went to North Carolina, and we were looking at locations. Um, and then North Carolina did away with their tax incentives. We had uh, an, an investor default, and yeah. so then so then we were you know back to the drawing board. Like, okay, now what? And then we went through. We were looking at Michigan because that's where I'm from, but their tax incentives wasn't active anymore. And um, I had some assets there that we could have used, but it just didn't make sense. We looked at Kentucky. We looked at Missouri. We looked at New Mexico, Texas. We finally ended up in Canada with the Granger brothers. We're going to direct, but the difficulty with the the low budget in Canada is that you, you, you basically have to hand it over to Canadian companies and, and it needs to become Canadian content. Yeah. And after all that we had done, even though Tyler is Canadian himself, uh, we were not a, a Canadian production company, so we would have had to hand it over. So we took our toys and came back to the United States, and and that's when Atlanta became our location. And we bought the house here and and found Peter and the crew and did it here. Mm-hmm. Well, when did you start doing uh, producing mo- your movies? You know, as opposed to just being an actor. Uh, well, that would have been like, uh, this one, which we picked up in 2002, you know, so Mm -hmm. we're on our second one now. And, uh, what we're looking at next is, uh, trying to step into the TV world. And we've got a couple of, uh, uh, properties that we're dealing with right now, getting off the ground. And hopefully if, you know, with this COVID stuff going away, we can maybe go into later in the fall. Oh, nice. Yeah. And right now is a perfect time for series because there's so many platforms that need content. Yeah, there's so many. It's, you know, the, the, uh, the game's forever changing and that's the hard part, keeping up with the game. Uh, and it's the, you know, the distribution game mm-hmm. has changed drastically since we started getting into it. Yeah. Just back from compound day, fracture to this one, it's yeah, really different. Yeah, back, Even Peter, I'm sure you can speak to aftermath. I mean, it, everything just shifts so quickly. Yeah, definitely. They are really re- releasing Aftermath, as, as a matter of fact. Oh, they're re-releasing it? That's great. Where? Yeah, they're yeah. doing that. Well, they're doing that, and they're doing Loving the Batman as well, another movie. Um, well, because there's still interest for it, especially Loving the Batman. Uh, it's uh, it's a totally different genre, <laughs> totally different movie, but it's, uh, it's you know, right, right now people are looking for a different type of... Uh, uh, you know, movies, and um, and I think yeah. um, this is a perfect time for Penance Lane. This is probably the best time for us to release it. Well, why do you say that? 
Um, we because, have because, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, yeah. everybody's home watching movies. That's the only thing yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, read books. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. As a matter yeah. of fact, we're re- re-releasing Compound Fracture, too. In the oh, really? Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah. That's a whole other story, but, you know, we can yeah. get into that later. <laughs> All right. So I really like Penance Lane, and not just because you guys are here. I uh, really liked it a lot. I thought it was a great performances, and it's a really uh, – it kept you – you know, you didn't know exactly what was going on in the house, and, and you didn't know, you know, for, throughout a lot of the movie, and it kept you, you know, interested in see what was going to happen. But everyone in it's great. There's uh, so many great actors in Penance Lane. So um, how did you go about casting the movie? Oh, yeah. I mean – we had a we had a rough idea who we were going to do and if we were going to be doing it in, you know in Los Angeles when we originally we had other people that we wanted but uh, when it came down to it here uh, I knew I was going to call Booker I knew you know we had a previous relationship with John so we co- reached out to John because he'd be a great Father John he is uh, and you know and we I'd worked with Scout obviously this is our fourth movie together yeah we actually so we I, had, the character of Sherry was always uh, Scout that was actually a character that kind of got added in a later iteration and we knew we wanted Scout yeah so we've been we've been setting this up for the cast that we wanted for quite a while did you know Booker T and DDP from WCW. Yeah, I wrestled with uh, Booker quite a bit because I was uh, Nitron tagged with uh, Doom and Woman. Mm-hmm. So you know, back in the day, yeah, we you know we spent some time on the road together, and and Dallas, I've known Dallas for quite a while, and uh, it was uh, it was great to get back together with those guys. And Dallas is local to Atlanta, so that was perfect. Yeah, and you know, I've seen DDP in a lot of stuff, and I knew he's a good actor. You know, and I haven't seen yeah. Booker in anything, and so I didn't know what to expect. He's but he's a, really good he's in the movie. So he's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he has a lot of presence. Actually, it's it's Booker's first uh, feature film. Oh, really? Yeah, he's really good yeah. in the movie. It's a really he's good role. Great. Really good. Yeah, he's great. We've already talked to him about being in our next stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what that's really works. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion, Booker T. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you mentioned John Schneider. He's awesome. I don't want to give too much away about his role or anything, but he is really great in the movie. He's very fun to watch. That character, thank you. We also agree because John is, um, uh, I mean, I've always been a fangirl of John, so having him was a little bit of a personal dream, but that character is actually hard to cast. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you know the movie, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but that character has kind of a bit of range and has to be able to yeah. do a lot of different things. And you have to be you have to have the right actor who can do that. Um, and he he could, and he did. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And Tyler, you're very good in the movie too, by the way. Oh, well, well, thanks, thanks, thank you. You're very well. So, so Peter, uh, for everybody, really, but you know, since well, Peter wasn't involved in 2002, but you know, have the movie like in in the works for so long, and then you finally get it out there. Like, it's going to be, I would assume, very personal to finally get this movie made and get people to see it. 
Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, if yeah, go ahead, Renee. I mean, if you like, go ahead and answer, and I'll answer after. Oh no, you go ahead. I you yeah, go ahead, well, Peter. Yeah, look, I mean, you have to understand one thing. You know, when um, when I uh, started to talk to uh, Renee and um, Tyler, uh, they were super welcoming, and it's um, and you know they've really opened uh, to um, to hear your opinion, which is very refreshing in this industry. And then, um, you know, when you start working with, you know, with them and these kind of people, and then, um, and then you get involved with the project and then you start working on it, it's a struggle. It's an, it's in a way, it's an independent movie. We struggle to every single day. We have so many obstacles and we have little sources. So we were, you know, fighting really, really hard for this movie. And, um, yeah. And when it comes to this point for the release, you know, it's, it's well, well deserved. And, you know, I always say it doesn't matter end of the day. I mean, we don't know where it's going to take us or where the movie is going to go. Hopefully people will like it. But end of the day, this is your own journey until you release the movie. And I think the journey is really, really important because, um, because in the past three, four days, I mean, I mean, three, uh, four years, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we, um, we've been, we've been going through a lot of, you know, hesitation, whether it's going to go out or not and how people are going to like it or not. But from this point on, after 21st, that journey ends. Now this movie, it's on its own journey. And then, um, so it's really, really nice to see that it's finally out. And I'm so happy for the entire crew, the cast, the team, and especially Tyler and Renee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. And I just want to give a little shout out. Um, we had actually met a group of guys. I, I think you actually know, Neil, um, from uh, Long Island that Tyler and I had met at a horror convention years ago. And um, we worked with them on Abnormal Attraction. And uh, it was Michael Levy, Jason Levy, Stephen Della Sala, Robert Privatera, and Kyle Mullins from the Fuzz on the Lens group who came down and brought their equipment and um, they were on-set producers with us because I was coming and going out of town and Tyler obviously is in all the scenes. And so, you know, they came down and, and brought their equipment and did a ton of work. And we were just, we were just really lucky. It was a very short shoot and we had a lot of people who came in and just really worked very hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, I love the look of the villains. I don't want to. I don't want to say exactly what they are, but they look great. So you're just coming up with their look. Uh, I assume that wasn't stuff you had, you know, in your basement. Uh, we we had had some production designs done a long time ago, but that was actually Shane Morton and Chris Brown who did all the leather work. But who did the concept art for us? The concept art was actually an artist that I worked with named Ron Leary who had done original concept art for those characters that we, you know, sort of built off of uh, when it actually came time to really execute and, um, and produce the, the final concept of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do, I assume you do a lot of your own stunts, uh, Tyler, with your wrestling background. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm slowing down a little bit, but yeah, I definitely, uh, went through the wall and, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it was a fun shoot, you know, and I knew that it, with it being an 18 day shoot, I, uh, 
I knew I needed to bring top-notch people with me, you know, so I reconnected with Ben Jensen, who was, uh, him and his dad were the stunt coordinators on X-Men back in the day. So, uh, so I brought Ben in to help take care of me. And then I brought my stunt double, Troy Brenna, to play one of the big bad guys yeah. uh, who He's doubled Duke. me. He's Duke. Uh, so, you know, we got to tussle a little bit in the film and, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun uh, mixing it up with uh, all those guys again. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. it's it's always fun to bring your friends in to work with. Sure. And yeah. you know, if you can do that, then then things are just going to be a lot more fun. Yeah. But how are you doing, like uh, health wise? You know, from uh, from years of a wrestler, and then also you know uh, the movies, and being a big guy. Yeah. No, I'm I'm you know I'm still moving pretty good. Um, my background is has it started with the martial arts and and all of that, and then went into the wrestling, and then you know getting thrown through tables and all that stuff, and and then now we're at where we are today. Uh, I'm moving a little slower in the morning. I'm good in the <laughs> afternoon, and then towards the nighttime it gets a little uh, little slow again. But uh, you know it's uh, it's not bad for a for an old man, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that, by the way. I'm never allowed to say that. so uh peter what was it like to direct tyler well you know it was interesting because you know prior to the movie you know we have a different approach um um um, i remember one time i sent him um um, a several pages long um character uh, uh, description how i see the character and then I'm like, I sent the, I sent the email. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is great. And then one day passed, nothing. Two day passed, nothing. Uh, I don't think he ever responded to me. <laughs> it's been four years. And then, um, and, and, well, he's and here then now. I, then I, okay. Then I realized that uh, it's actually on the screen, so it's it's good. Oh, okay. But uh, but the, but the point is, what I'm making is that you have to realize that there are you know different people. They approach differently. You know, they have their own method, their own, you know, way of understanding the character, um, which you actually um, get to know, you know, and you work with, you know, when they show up on the set, you know, okay, they already know what they want. They already have an idea how they want it. And then, um, and then with this group of actors we work with, these are super talented, super experienced actors. And when they show up, you know, you, you only have couple of minutes to figure it out what is that they're using how they are working and then um obviously i had specific ideas how i wanted to see the movie and uh, my shot list was over 25 pages long again you're dealing with an independent film so that shot list basically means nothing at the end of the you know when you start shooting however when you starting your day you have to be very well creative to uh, use all those elements that are available and keeping that original vision in, in, in mind. And that's why I was doing the shot list. I was doing the description for the characters and whatnot. And then, uh, so back to the actors, you know, they show up and they all, Danny Robach works in a totally different way than Tyler. And, um, and I, after a couple of days, I started to understand, you know, he has his own moments. He comes in, you have to run a couple of takes as he wants it. And then you add some notes or you tell them something that the way you see it and they try, or sometimes they totally ignore you. 
and then you realize that thank God they ignored you, and then um, then but sometimes they listen. So it's um, it's 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 really really interesting when you have an independent film, uh, very low sources, but super talented actors because you really have to be there for them. And um, and I hope I was there for Tyler and and uh, you know for. I, I really uh, I was looking forward to working with him because you know obviously he's uh, these he was the lead in it so I, I tried to give him all the support I could. Yeah. So Tyler, do you remember those notes he sent you? <laughs> I do. You know, I, I didn't. I I'm a big emailer. To, to, you know, you can ask oh. me that one. I, I I figured we'd talk when he got here. We did. You know. So <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, so you know, I didn't respond to the emails, but we we were on the same page pretty much, and and uh, you know, like you said, we we do a take, and and uh, as an actor, you come in, have an idea of how you want to see it, and you deliver it, and then you talk and and change it and mold it, and we did that on several different situations, you know, we. Right. For, for a film like this, you're coming in, you have 18 days, 20 days to shoot. Yeah. You need to move quick. And and that is the one thing as being a producer. I wasn't just the producer, too, on it. I was the line producer. I'm the one that was responsible for all the money. I was cutting the checks. I was sending it out. I was dealing with everything, you know? So yeah. it, I, I, I was wearing many hats. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's tough on independent film when you're when you're playing multiple roles, and especially line producer. Your job is to say no, right? The line producer and the AD are the two most hated people on set because it's their job to say no and tell everybody we have to get the shot. You can't have all of that your full shot list. No, we can't fit that into the budget, and um, you know, but but it, it gets done. And it's a, it's a labor of love. It's a it's a labor of passion. People come on and they work really hard and. It's a short, short shoot schedule, and there were many nights that we were going until probably 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because we could do pickup shots here in the basement, and then we would all discuss and, you know, yeah, Renee, fall into bed and wake Renee, up. And, Renee and I would have, like, two, three hours of sleep at night, you know, discussing things and, and uh, you know, moving on to the next step, but we had those 18 days We've been pushing this ball for 18, 20 days. It was 24. This one was 24. 24? 18 has come up. 24 out of uh, 18 years is not a lot of time. not a lot of time. At the end of the day, you wake up in the morning, you wake up in the morning and you go, I'm making a movie. You know, it's hard and Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, but I'm making a movie and this is the dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally understand. And you said, Renee just said about, um, you know, uh, you have to tell people no and stuff. And you also said before, you know, you're working with your friends. Does that make it harder or is that easier to tell, like, uh, your friends, you know, no and get this done? Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Both. Both, mm-hmm. actually. You know, it's, uh, it, it, there's a fine line you have to, to cut there. In the bottom, in the end, I'm responsible to my investors. I need mm-hmm. to put the best thing I can on screen for them to get their investment back. And anybody that's been in this business for any length of time understands that all the actors that I brought that know, they know, they, they, they say, Tyler, you're do- doing something, you're bringing actors to the table, you're giving us jobs. 
thank you for doing that. And they understand it's a hard, hard job. I mean, anyone that has ever pushed this ball up a hill and down the other side knows that it is not an easy thing to do and to do it on budget and get uh, things done. Yeah. yeah. And I know like a few years ago you had uh, the, um, the crowdfunding. So you, I knew you guys yeah. were working on it for a long time. Um, what was that experience like doing crowdfunding for independent movie? <laughs> that you know that that is uh it's a it, lot of work it's a lot of work and it's tough and we yeah. priced everything really really yeah to, to be more to skewed towards the uh the fans so but it but the thing is it's uh it helped us realize where we were going to shoot the movie which is the main thing and i think my motto in this business is everything happens for a reason Sometimes you don't know what that reason is, but it takes a bit of time and the lights turn on and you go, I get it. And so I want to thank all the Indiegogo fans, anyone that has contributed and followed us and pushed this ball uphill with us. There have been people over the years that have come in. I mean, BJ McDonald was awesome and helped us a lot. There was, I mean, there was just so many people that came on and were supportive over the years. Um, Wes Weitzenhofer was on Compound Fracture and was with us on the beginning of this journey. And, you know, sometimes people, because teams change and time goes by and, and they can't be a part of it and it, it breaks your heart. But Justin Beam was on Justin Beam, Justin yeah. Beam and was in Los Angeles and then, and then moved out of town. And, you know, they're just awesome people that were so helpful and supportive and this movie would not exist without them. Um, mm-hmm. Even though maybe they weren't in the final production of it at, involved in the final production it just we wouldn't have pushed the ball up the hill without them mm. uh, how involved well, were you in yeah. the actual editing i'm sorry uh peter no problem what were you gonna no, say I just peter? Wanted, yeah i was I'm gonna sorry. say that we as a matter of fact we didn't we kill one of those crowds on the in the moment well, <laughs> well, well here's the funny thing so uh, Michael Levy was actually one of the crowdfunders who, who his perk was a role in the movie, a speaking role. We ended up giving him a pretty darn big role. And then he came on as AD <laughs> and got a full producer credit as well. So, so uh, that Indiegogo worked out well. Um, but we actually killed someone from our Compound Fracture Tour. The winner of our Compound Fracture Tour um, ended up, what, oh, you know, right. win a role yeah. in the next film. Yeah. And um, the per- the one who won, Duane, actually w- tried to get down here to do the filming, but couldn't. And so it ended up going to the person who had won the, n- the next prize from the Compound Fracture Tour. And that was John Thurman, who, oh, funny yeah. story, I love John Thurman. Funny story, we were doing a grindhouse tour for Compound Fracture. We were in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Tyler and I were eating at a Denny's. And we were planning, we knew we had our next, we were four-walling the show and doing screenings. We had our show the next night. We were sitting at Denny's and we were talking and we were talking to the waitress and this guy in the booth behind us leaned his arm over and started asking questions. And his name was John Thurman. And he ended up buying a ticket and coming to the VIP screening the the next night in Dallas, Texas. And he ended up winning the drawing that night. And, and then at the end, every winner from the city that we had been into, like every winner from every city that we did a screening in, got entered into the final drawing to be killed in our next film. 
And uh, the fact that it ended up being John Thurman just just tickles my soul to no end. And yeah. I love that. Well, and the funny thing is we were in the Denny's and, and uh, it came up that I was saber tooth and he goes, no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm glad you convinced them. But, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how that all happened. So, you know, I mean, but, but the Indiegogo without the Indiegogo people, we would not have been able to get to where we are. Nope. And I thank them, thank them from the bottom of my heart. And we, we're uh, getting things out. We couldn't send out certain uh, prizes until the actual movie is released, like mm-hmm. i.e. the script or the or the DVD of the film. <laughs> or the DVD of the film. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. you know, so but we've been in contact with everyone and said, you know, this is coming, and everybody's yeah. like, we're so happy to support you guys and. You know, it's uh, it's it's been a fun, interesting journey. You know, like I say, eighteen years, up and down, up and down. Yeah, uh, Michael Levy's listening to the show right now. By the way, Michael Levy's what? He's listening, He's listening to the show, show right now. Oh, yeah. well, hi, Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He's very Michael. excited about the, about the show tonight. That was very good. He just uh, he posted about it in the group, so in the Facebook. Uh, Michael Levy is a total sweet human being, but, um, and I hope he doesn't take offense to this, also brings the creepy. He was pretty darn creepy in this movie. <laughs> in the movie, okay, okay. In the movie. He's, he's right, acting. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, he, had I, yeah. too much, he, he had too much fun playing with me. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a great job. He brings it, and it's it's fine. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, how hands-on you are? Were you guys on the editing, Renee and uh, and Tyler? Oh, oh my God. Okay, Renee, do you want to take this? <laughs> Here, well, here's the thing. Okay, so after after we were done, and we did however many days we did, we didn't know if we had everything because it was a quick, quick, fast, fast paced shoot. You know, we, we were not stuck in the one location. Yes, we had our location in the basement, but we also had exterior shots. We were in Grantsville. Yeah. We were all over the Griffin, place. Fixin, we, um, were, they were all- we were all over the place. So we were kind of running and gunning, you know, and, and I take my hat off to, to Stephen De La Sala. Cause I mean, he had just gone through a hell of a situation oh, and, yeah, he he was, just had he was, and he was, carrying that camera everywhere. I mean, he, he, he would have he, he he let go of it. That's his baby. I, I think it's been sewn to his body <laughs> since then. But, I mean, it was, it was crazy. We were all over the place for that time period. And then at the end of that, it was like, okay, take a breather. And Renee sat, we sat across from the, each other's breakfast table and go, do we have a movie? <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> So then it, it came to the point where we were stringing it to, together, and I, I got an editor here in in um, Georgia to kind of see if we had all. You do all your wides and see if you have everything, and see if you can piece a story together, and then a rough cut, a rough cut and run a rough cut. So we we had done that, and then we realized we're really close, but we needed to tighten it up and take it to um, our guy in L.A. Well, we actually, and, and we talked to Glenn Garland, who worked on Compound Fracture, edited on Compound Fracture, and edited Rob's film. And edited the, the, the Compound Fracture, and the, you know, he did the Halloween's and that. And uh, he actually introduced us to John Gilbert, who was in Los Angeles. And, you know, when you're doing indie film and you have a low budget, 
you're making some of these deals where um, they will do it for you on your budget, but you're going to have to wait while they're doing their, their big jobs. They're their right. really lucrative jobs. And John works really hard um, on this film and really long. And there was one, there was one sequence at the end where um, when it finally came together, there were a couple holes. And so we actually, if you read the script, um, there are, there's a sequence at the end that kind of gets pieced together. I don't know if you remember this uh, from, from watching it, but it's when all the characters start coming in and we just started editing, making it faster and faster and faster and faster with all the characters so that it would just build and run right up to the end. And mm-hmm. so um, we you know, had to basically do that on the fly. Yeah, and we're sending it to Peter, and, sending and... it to Peter, you know, saying, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, but yeah, it was a, it's an interesting, interesting experience. And then you're pulling shots from other shooting days to fill in, you know, to get that look from the character yep. on a tight close up and, and right. to try and fill in the, the blanks. Yep. Stitching it together, you know, and then, so then we, we did all that and we kind of got to where we needed to. And then I did a, a film uh, a little while ago. Oh God, it might've been even two years ago. A long time ago. Uh, I did uh, the Silent Natural where I met Mark Satchin, who was a color correctionist, and and he had his van on set there, and I got to become friends with him. And that's this was in Kentucky, so he said, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to come and check out Atlanta. You know, can I stay with you?" I said, "Yeah, come on, park your van in my driveway, and we'll, you know." So he edited originally. He color corrected the commercial for the us, trailer. the trailer for us, the commercial, <laughs> the trailer for us, <laughs> yeah. and then um, we ended up talking him into uh, doing the whole movie. Yeah. Well, while he was here, Tyler Sweet talked him into doing the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then so and so he he created through his um, through the color correction the 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 dark look and the the. the uh, the, well, the ambiance. The ambiance. He, he gave the house its character. <clears throat> really, the, because when we were filming this in our basement and we didn't have a huge lighting budget, we were lighting things fairly ambiently. I mean, it was it was dark-ish, but you don't want it to go too dark because you can only darken it. You can't lighten it up. So the footage was actually pretty light. Um, and and then it goes to color correction in post production, and they're yeah. unsung heroes of films. You know, I think scorers, editors, and color directors—they yeah. don't get enough credit. And mm-hmm. Mark Satchin came on and color corrected everything. And you know, you can hide things in darkness sometimes. And uh, mm-hmm. he just—he did a beautiful job creating the different levels. And Jason Shannon was the uh, the person who scored the film this was his first full feature score and he he did a bang-up job yeah definitely well well you know all those things like uh all, a lot of people don't think of all the all the different uh people that are involved in you know making the movie you know, the color correctionist the score the score guy and all this stuff so were these uh you know most of these people people you met on other projects like the guy who did the score and everything and you just you know get to know him from doing other movies yeah, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, it's, uh, we had, for the score, I was working in a different direction, and then um, I ended up a chance meeting through oh, uh, Jason Shannon. I ended up, you know, talking to Jason, and uh, he said, hey, I do music, and he ended up doing the score for our film. It, it's 
crazy how things happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, were you ever, well, have you watched it with an audience yet? Like, uh, I know it's hard to watch with an audience right now, but yeah. did, I don't know if you did festivals or anything. No, we, we've never, we, we didn't do the festival, uh, circuits. Um, we would, were pushing it still down the hill, trying to get everybody in place and, and tie yeah. everything together. And, uh, you know, I was wanting to, uh, do the festival circuits and stuff, but then it was, I just want to release it because it's been so long since yeah. we shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it's got. I know it's gonna be on video and demand. There's also gonna be a physical release. It will be. It will be on DVD. Yes. Widely. Yes. yes. It's, uh, it's dropping April 21st. April so 21st. please check it out on uh, iTunes, all the platforms. Amazon, Amazon. Direct TV, Xfinity. Yeah. 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 For people like me who like uh, the physical. I'm sorry. Go on. Oh yeah, for the uh, the uh, DVDs are going to release a little bit after that. Uh, not exactly sure. Uh, I was just talking with our distributor a little while ago, and they said there there are some delays with this whole COVID stuff. So right. things are like a day or two behind, and they can't give a definite. But it is coming out right away on physical. On physical. Yeah. Do you know if the, maybe you don't know yet, but do you know if there's any like uh, specials on the physical release on the DVD? Uh, you mean as in, uh, extra, like, uh, extras, like a bonus, yeah. Bonus features, I guess. Bonus. We have, it is just the uh, film on this one. We have, when we re-release, we will have something put together. We did not have enough time to pull it all together and, and, uh, yeah. get something out there for this one. Yeah. However, if you were an Indiegogo donator, you are getting a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff in the Indiegogo oh, private nice. production package. So, so there's that. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Behind-the-scenes, BTS, uh, just uh, doesn't really much to do with this movie, but I worked on my first movie in December, first feature film, and uh, the director asked me if I would also do the BTS footage, and I just said, yeah, absolutely, and I had no idea what that meant. But I agreed to do it, and then I Googled it afterwards to, to see what, what I uh, what I agreed to do. Yeah, <laughs> BTS is big. If you if you if you don't have your BTS, you kind of got, you know, you're in a tough situation. Right, right, yeah, very good. So, uh, can you talk about Compound Fracture? I've not seen Compound Fracture, and uh, like everyone involved, where can you see Compound Fracture? Well, well that's that's. That's the thing, you know, Neil Compound Fracture has, uh, we released it in 2016. 2014. Two, no, I think it was 15. Might have been 15. It was 15. The thing is, it was tied up in the whole alchemy uh, bankruptcy case. Oh. So, yeah, we had, we had a distributor. They sub-distributed with alchemy. Alchemy ended up going bankrupt, which caused a lot of problems for Lionsgate, Magnolia Pictures, all all of the biggies, we were all being sub-distributed. They were... Sony. Sony, yeah. So what ended up happening with Compound Fracture is that all anytime you would rent it, it was going into a bankruptcy black hole. So we pulled it as far as we could. We have the rights back now, and we're re-releasing that this fall with Level 33 again, who's releasing Pen and Flame. So that oh, one's going to be coming out. Of- yeah. We released Good. it in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to see it. I like I like Tyler himself. Uh, Derek Mears is in it. Leslie uh, Easterbrook. A lot of uh, a lot of cool people are involved. Yeah, 
Alex Saxon, who actually, um, we tapped Hartley to him on that film, and he went on to Foster's and Finding Carter, and he's on Nancy Drew right now. So he's a Oh, cheer. very cool. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, quick, I guess, what is, uh, what is Compound Fracture about? Um, Compound Fracture is, it's a ghost story. Um, it's mm-hmm. a haunted house story, but um, the the truth of it is, it's really a family drama. It's really about um, the cycle of abuse as it goes down from generation to generation and how the sins of the father visit on the son and they all kind of come to a head in this compound um, that Muse Watson, who plays the, who plays Garrison, the father of Tyler. Yeah. Um, he's created this compound to keep out the bad spirits, but it kind of all comes down to one final battle in this house. All right. Very cool. Now, did you, um, did you become friends with Derek on the, on the convention scene, Tyler, or did you also know him? Cause I assume like you guys might've been up for like certain, uh, similar roles together. Yeah. I met that Derek Mears character <laughs> back in the, uh, late eighties. <laughs> All right. You know, we were auditioning for films, uh, you know, at the same time. And we'd, we'd see each other and uh, became friends that way. So I'd known Derek for decades before I asked him to work with me. And I said, yeah. hey, the way I got Derek to come on board is I said, uh, hey, Derek, how'd you like to beat the crap out of me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend of ours, right? So we lived uh, a yeah. uh, block and a half away from well, each that, other. Yeah, we ended up moving into the same neighborhood, and we, we, lived about, the, we lived two blocks away from each other, and yeah. Tyler was in Halloween, and then Derek called him and said, hey, guess what I just booked? So <laughs> that was pretty fun. We used to say all we needed was a Freddy, and we would have the perfect triumvirate in our little neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but so, you know, I said, hey, how, you know, how do you like to you know, beat me up type of thing. And he goes, I'd love to. And I go in a movie. So then he goes, you're in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. that's how I got Derek in. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, it's another thing pulling in favors and friends. And, and uh, on that one, I'm telling you, Derek brought it. Yeah. I was so, it, it was kind of funny because he goes, he, he was like, um, came to set. Cause you know, you help a friend out and they go, Oh, yeah, we're going to, and he came to set. We had jibs. We had all kinds of things. He goes, oh, you're making a movie. I don't know what he thought. I think he thought we were doing a student film. But, yeah, he showed up and he was like, wow, this is a real movie, you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been a fun process. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I hosted a uh, panel with, uh, it was you, Brian Steele, um, Derek Mears, and, uh, and Kane Hodder. And uh, I'm five, I'm five, well, five, four and three quarters. I say five foot five. So it was, uh, I was very short next to everybody, but I think that helped the panel because it made everyone else seem even, even bigger than they are. But it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know. Yeah. So where could people, uh, if they want to follow Penance Lane online and, you know, see where they can, uh, any news about it, where can they do that online? All right. They can go to penancelane.com. They can follow us on Facebook at Penance Lane Movie. And they can follow us on Instagram at Penance Lane. Very good. And uh, Peter, 
What do you have? Uh, what do you have in the works right now? Well, you know, right now I'm just developing a new project, which is a thriller. I live here in Florida, and this thriller is based on um, one of the most brutal um, uh, crime that uh, occurred in 1969, and here in Florida, and um, and um, it's a really interesting project. Uh, there was a book written about it, a script. Uh, several people wanted to make it. Uh, nobody did, and um, it's about a eight years old girl who vanishes, and then um, it's a true story, and then um, and it's it's just an interesting journey I wanted to get on, and I'm trying to bring film here in Florida as well, even though we don't really have incentive, but but I'm trying to be part of this community as much as possible. Um, this will be the third movie I'm setting up here in Florida. So um, that's my next project. So I'm trying to uh, find, uh, you know, connect the dots and find the right right people. And uh, Ren- Renee and Tyler, obviously, of Compound Fracture, it's going to be re-releasing, and in Penance Lane, that'll be out in a few days. Uh, uh, do you, are you working on something um, besides that? Yeah, we have uh, the TV series that we're working on, and I also just a. Uh, TV series for Netflix. Uh, I'm in Jupiter's Legacy that will be coming out. Oh, cool. um, hopefully this fall. And Renee? Well, I still work in the comic book world, so um, I also still work for DarbyPop.com. Uh, mm-hmm. If you would like to check out some comic books, they have some great stuff. I would. And, yeah. um, you know, oh, and, and she's my partner with this TV series yeah, that we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> we come as a team. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, how does that work when you guys are writing something together? Uh, do you butt heads at all? Or? Uh, I like to joke and say Tyler is the world's most uh, intimidating muse. He stands behind me and yells, "Right." <laughs> 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 Well, that's very good. It seems like he's uh, very supportive. Then. Well, we make a good team, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that. Uh... Oh yeah, we were just saying he's the motor and the uh, exterior of the semi, and I'm on the steering wheel and the brakes usually. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, I really uh, like Penance Lane a lot. Uh, I like. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, everyone's great in it. Um, it looks cool. The uh, the villains are, are very neat. Uh, a great uh, uh, Schneider's awesome in it, and uh, I hope people uh, check it out because uh, I, I highly recommend it. And not just because you guys are nice and are on the show. I really liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Which people have told me not to say because then they, I do say that once in a while on the show. Then they, then they, I think people listen a lot. Uh, realize if I don't say that, I might not actually like the movie. But <laughs> You just let people in on your secret, Dale. Yeah, yeah. That you don't usually lie about that. <laughs> right. Well, I might not lie, I might just say that. <laughs> but, but I really all, we made it to an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate Right, right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Yeah, now's the time to say what I really think. No, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> on the line, brother. <laughs> I appreciate all three of you coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you for having yeah. us, Peter. It's nice to talk to you. We don't get to see Peter Same enough. Same here. 
Yeah. And hopefully yeah. I'll see him. And I haven't seen Tyler in a long time. I used to see him all the time at the conventions. But uh, uh, hopefully uh, everything starts up again at some point and, yeah. and people can get, to normal. go to films. Yeah, as soon as it, you know, as soon as it gets back to normal, we'll uh, cross paths again. Yeah, shake hands, uh, watch them yeah. right afterwards. <laughs> <It'll be great. laughs> Bump elbows or something. We'll stand six feet apart and wave. Something. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> be a totally different uh, thing. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate this, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. For having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. bye. All right, you guys bye. have a great night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! They're coming night! Mostly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming night! This is Sarah French, and be sure to check out Rootwood and Blind. You are listening to Without Your Head. All right, and we're back here once again at the Station of Decapitation Without Your Head, and I'm still Nasty Neil. And I remain terrible, Troy. And a big thanks to the people behind Penance Lane, Peter Engert, Renee Yearlings, and Tyler Maine. Super nice people. Yeah, and I really dug the, the movie. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. I think you'll dig it. Yeah, it was very cool to catch up and uh, talk to Renee and Peter for the first time. Uh, next week here live on the show, James Balsamo will return. Oh, nice. That'll be very fun. Also coming up, which it might be on podcast, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to podcasts, if you're listening live, it'll be up very soon. Uh, very long, very good interview with Sarah French. Oh, very nice. That's very cool. And a lot of other things coming up. So go to withoutyourhead.com, go to insideyourhead.club, and you'll get to hear a lot of cool interviews. Coming soon, we're going to have a website that will encompass all the interviews. So you'll have pro wrestling, you'll have horror and you'll have uh, the oddball stuff I do over an inside your head. And so you go to web- <laughs> one website. Stuff. Exactly. Find them all. Or if you just want horror, you stick with without your head. Good times. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. It's without your head on YouTube. There's a lot of cool interviews on there. There's going to be some previously unreleased uh, stuff from conventions coming up. And coming soon will be the bullshit artist where it's going to be uh, just a group of us bullshitting. It'll be Michael St. Michael's of the Greasy Strangler, Nasty Neil, Terrible Troy will make the scene, Tristan Robinson, and uh, whoever else happens to join in. It'll be fun. Very nice. That, that will be a good time. Yeah, that'll be live video. Oh, very good. Live video. So we're going to make Troy... Uh, 
show up I on the web wear page. clothes huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i do as well that's true yeah well maybe i don't know uh, maybe we'll put on patreon and try to make some of the big bucks i don't know what that is see yeah that's what all the kids love patreon oh, sure, like this sure. website where people will pay money to so you like bonus stuff and it goes i don't really know how either but basically people pay money so uh the, the extra bonus stuff the the nude shows will go up on the patreon oh okay that'll be the yeah you gotta pay for those right right i mean this isn't gonna really happen but. well you never know no i did see i was testing out the webcam and i i get did get to see michael say michael's uh in nothing but a robe nice very exciting well, did he get to keep his Outfit from the the Greasy Strangler. I believe. Oh, and I was just say. Uh, I was just say from our movie. Yes, because oh, it was. Yeah. Exposed, but but the Greasy Strangler. I don't. You know what? I don't know if we ever asked that. If he still uh, has like, pink uh, jumpsuit, pink jump, the pink like shorts and shirt. Yeah, maybe we can all get that. I, I was hoping just the prosthetic, you know, mm. junk too. Right. I believe that was just him. Because oh, okay. All right. Get, a, get reduced. Uh, I think well, then you he and I might be too embarrassed to show up on the naked show. That's then. very true. Speak for yourself. Oh, buddy. good point. Good point. But yeah, no, no, I agree. So it's been a sad couple weeks here. Some of our favorite uh, people that's been on the show passed away. Dieter Laser, we talked oh, about last week. And then uh, just a few days ago, Joel Reed passed away. One of my favorite people. Yeah, it definitely made me sad because I know you were you were close with him. Yes, I was going to be in his uh, movie. I kind of thought it wasn't going to happen when his uh, health started going down, but um, I always had fun talking with him. I think mm. he's a mis- he was a misunderstood guy. I think some people took him very way too seriously. He was a guy who had a very similar sense of humor to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and a really nice man. Oh, he was just a sweet guy. Like when we had him on the show and stuff. Yeah. Now he definitely was a pervert, and he would not get mad at me saying that. But he was a kind-hearted pervert, and uh, uh, I love Joel Reed. Mm-hmm. So very sad news. He uh, passed away from uh, the coronavirus. It's a bad time. So um, rest in peace, Joel Reed. You are the man. You'll always be the man. Yep. Yep, always have good memories and had fun times with the guy. Exactly. I remember we went to go see him, Annabelle and I, in Manhattan. Uh, we had a great dinner, which you can watch that video, our dinner with Joel. And uh, we went back to his place. And uh, one of the, the coolest things was, it's, it'll stick in my mind, it's very funny. People who ever sent him movies might not like this, but he had stacks and stacks of DVDs and Blu-rays that people had sent him who made movies. And they're like, a lot of them were signed. They were like, to Joel, you know, you inspired me to make this movie. And he, we come in there, and he just goes, ah, take some of these movies. I ain't going to watch this shit. He was just going to movies, which I have. Some of them are signed to Joel. And, That's uh, pretty awesome. I thought it was um, tremendous. Maybe there's some hidden gems in them. <laughs> I should try to find them. Hopefully they're not. Hopefully they're not uh, from like anybody I know. Then I might feel bad. Yeah, you, yeah. You might have just broken somebody's heart with that news. They have. Yeah. Like, man, I made that movie, and then uh, 
Joel never wrote me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sad times. All right, Troy. So we're not going to spend a lot of time here tonight. We've got a bunch of interviews you can check out. <coughs> but uh, there's a couple things I want to mention. I just saw this on JoeBlow.com. And I thought these were something you could actually buy, but I, I don't think so. It's a. I thought it was a real. I thought it was really. You could really buy crazy straws of Dieter Laser, but it's just oh. a fake commercial. But uh, hats off, oh. yeah. So what do you think? Sam Raimi is making the uh, the next Doctor Strange, directing the next Doctor Strange. Uh, I got mixed emotions because I. I I love the first Doctor Strange and Raimi's like uh, his horror stuff. I always like, you know, I loved uh, Evil Dead and what was the PG-13 one that was really drag good. Me, drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell. I even liked that uh, that Wizard of Oz that we saw. Mm-hmm. But uh, not a fan of the Spider-Man trilogy. I just, uh, I think he just... I don't know if it was him, the screenwriter, or a combination of the two, but they just changed it around too much for me and didn't like the casting, didn't like didn't like anything about the Spider-Man movies. So hopefully with an established character, uh, maybe we'll get some good stuff from him. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what's your well, feelings on it? Um... The first one, I think, is fine. I think it was uh, people... I think most people liked it better than me. I actually really liked the second one with Dr. Ock, Doc Ock. I yep. think the third one's uh, pretty awful. So, um, I'm I'm not... I don't know a lot about the... I really know nothing about Dr. Strange, the character. So, like, if he changed a lot, I don't know from the comic. But I really liked the first movie. Yep. And I know they were already talking about doing it a more of a horror um, themed movie, right, so, right. so I think we that's a good. That. Yeah, so that's cool. But the one thing about Sam Raimi, who I like his movies a lot too, his horror movies—they're very uh, comedic and very uh-huh. frantic. And I'm not sure if that element works with uh, Doctor Strange. That's true. That might, yeah, because he's he's a more like somber character. Mm-hmm. But. The, the nice thing is it means that Bruce Campbell will be getting some Disney money. Yes. I mean, there's no way that Bruce Campbell won't be in the movie. It's, it's, right. Uh, he probably won't be Dor- Dread Dormammu or something, but like he'll probably be in it in, in some way. Yeah. Not that yeah. I'd be he'll, against He'll that. be long now. Yeah, I think he'd be good as a big, as one of the main characters. Oh, yeah. He probably would. Like, yeah. um... Because Strange has a lot of, like, really, really odd characters. Like, um... Uh, well, you know, Mephisto from the comic books. And, yeah. Uh, then there's like uh, Nightmare is another character, and he, he might be a good uh, fit for that. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of a kind of a dream weaver guy. He's he's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I, I, I'm going in with an open mind. Yeah, because I think like I I would be worried if Strange hadn't been out before, like Hmm. if it was a brand new character that that they were just doing, you know, that hadn't been on the big screen before. Mm -hmm. But I think like, you know, after his standalone movie and then he was in both of these last uh, Avengers movies, 
you know, I don't think they can really tweak the character that much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I guess I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say all right. I'm I'm going in with uh, with higher hopes. All right, all right. Who was in the last Doctor Strange village? Was it Dormammu, or was he? Or was it? Well, the Dread Dormammu was he was the main force that uh, that um, it was one of the disciples. I can't. Casarius was that his name? Mm. It was um, oh. Ah, oh, the Danish guy that was uh, uh, Mads Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mads was was the villain, but he, you know, he was one of the disciples of the Ancient One. Oh, but okay. he worshipped the Dread Dormammu, and so he was kind of trying to get Dormammu into our dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked up, and they list the eight greatest Doctor Strange villains. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Nightmare number, there. Number eight is Dracula. Okay, yep. Seven is Shumagura. Looks like a Lovecraft thing, like a big eye, like a with tentacles. Oh, okay, yep. We see, like, Steve Ditko did some crazy shit back in the day with uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll do something like, you know, who knows? Morgan Le Fay is number six. Okay. Mephisto is five. I actually think he would make a good Mephisto. Yeah, he probably would. Uh, four. They probably won't make him one of the main villains because they'll probably get some like real big name actor. But I don't know. But that's just my gut. Yeah. Uh, four. Umar. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. I think that's um, Dormammu's sister, isn't it? Is it a woman? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three is Nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. But you see his look. He could Bruce could kind of do that one. Yeah, he definitely could. Uh, two is the is Dormammu, which I'm surprised he's not number one. Oh, who? Oh, Baron Mordo, probably yeah, Baron number one. Mordo was number one. That's cool. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I really like yeah. Doctor Strange. That was probably a, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yep, that was yep. really well made. Very cool. Good use of CGI. Yeah, yep. I'm not, you know, totally against CGI. I think in that in that kind of movie, you need it. Yep. Yeah, where you get a lot of like reality distortion and things like that. Yeah, it was it was a yep. lot different than a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies or comic book movies in general. I like right. it. So uh, coming up, um, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, April 25th. Severed Limbs Film Festival Watch Party. It's going to be on our Facebook group page. You go in there. Uh, I'm not sure the, the exact time yet. Probably maybe eight or nine. Uh, I think I think later at night's better. You can't do it during like the yes. afternoon. So I think eight or right. nine will start. It's going to be a short film festival. So we're going to have a bunch of uh, short films from the community. Still time to submit. Uh, not just to submit to us, but submit your your entries to us. <laughs> <laughs> There's time. To Bow submit. down before us. Exactly. So email without your head at gmail.com. Uh, the only criteria is the video has to be on the on Facebook video. Um, so either ha- already have it on Facebook video or give me permission or upload it yourself to Facebook. It can just be up for that night. You can take it down afterwards. Right. Uh, you send me the file, upload it, and then I'll take it down the next day. Uh, and everyone can come. We're gonna go. We're gonna watch them together. Have a chat together. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And you're gonna get your stuff watched by you know, some people. 
And uh, then they'll hopefully go and check out your stuff. It could be an old short. You know, it could be 10 years old. could be however old it is. Or it could be brand new. You could make something new now. Wh- whatever. It's going to be fun. Try to keep it under 20 minutes. Uh, preferably, you know, uh, shorter the better. Uh, some, somebody actually did submit one that's like 45. That's just too long because that's going to take up a lot of time, you know, in, in the shorts. But, uh, yeah, around 20 minutes, I think, is probably like uh, the max. A lot of the stuff is, is, a, is a lot. For most of the stuff's under 10 minutes so far. A few of them like 12 or 15. But it's going to be a good time. And also you send in trailers. It can be for, you know, the trailers could be for feature films, whatever. Where you show a bunch of trailers beforehand where everyone's, you know, uh, getting ready to watch. And maybe show some, you know, in between. It'll be a, well, it'll be a fun like time. fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I dig that. And then um, we can even go and buy your shirt of the event. Exactly on the Red Bubble page on the Red Bubble uh, store. I'll put the I'll put the link up on uh, on our website withoutyourhead.com, and you can get the limited edition Severed Limbs Film Festival Watch Party T-shirt with amazing artwork by the terrible one himself, Troy. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping this becomes an annual event because I'm looking forward to it. And then we give out the uh, Golden Karloff for who wins the uh, exactly. the favorite. Right, it would be the the deal, not the dealer's choice, but the uh, crowd choice, the people's choice award. We're going to leave it up to uh, to everyone watching. It won't be just like what Troy or I pick. It'll be uh, what everyone uh, out there decides. All right. Let's see here. You still with me? Hello? Troy, are you still there? I think Troy. Uh, I think Troy uh, took another call. Someone's trying to call in, but well, like a multiple caller for some reason. Anyway, uh, so and we do have eight films so far picked. Uh, there'll be some more that I'll be announcing later tonight, but I'm going to go over them right now. Pumpkin bitch. Two children are forced to defend the planet from a bevy of headless demons. That's from Mick Thomas. We have there's nothing in the shed. Oh, God, there's something in the shed. David Axe. What's the buzz? A cautionary PSA about the effects of masturbation. That is submitted from Brett Cameron Glassberg. Boxed in. Two wedding guests are trapped in a hallway surrounded by evil, and hijinks ensue. That is submitted by Troy Minkowski. Pat and Matrice, a woman dealing with crisis, needs the support of her close girlfriend to get her through the chaos. And that is submitted by Mikey Messier. A mother, 10 years after the horrific events of the Bates Motel, Norman wakes up inside a mental asylum with no memory of how he got there. Now, in order to get out, Dorman must confront his worst nightmare, his mother. And that is submitted by Chris Notarily and uh, starring former guest on the show, Deborah Lamb. Pop! Don't open the box! From STX Media. In the last Halloween, four young trick-or-treaters set out on a door-to-door adventure, making their way from house to house, collecting strange treats as they go. That could very well end up being the last Halloween. 
and that is submitted by Mark Russell. And uh, there'll be some more uh, announced uh, later tonight or Friday. Still time to get yours in. So I don't know what Troy's doing here. Put me on hold, I think. Let's try to get him back in here. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Take it. Wow. 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 All right. Hello. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but I lost oh. it for a while. Yeah, I got I think... hmm. You're here anyway. You're here. I am here. All right. So I just went over the, the short films that are going to be playing, and we'll be announcing some more uh, tomorrow and this weekend. Oh, very good. But I think we're going to get out of here. But we'll be back next week, and there'll be some interviews popping up uh, throughout the weekend. So keep an eye open, just in case. Exactly. Exactly. So until next time, this is Nasty Neil. And this is Terrible Troy. And this is without your head. Come on. I need to see